my name is Stuart Alsop, and this is my podcast, Crazy Wisdom, where I interview creative people about how they work with and manage the stress that is inherent in creative work. What I've realized over the past 10 years of my research is that anybody who is creating something of value that is significantly different from what has come before is considered crazy. Most of us have a fear, an ingrained fear of going crazy. Uh, so what I'm saying is grab onto that fear, realize that it's there, and just go with it because the problems we're going to be facing over the next 20 years require crazy people in order to solve them. Thanks for inviting me, first of all. Uh, hello, everyone. So I'm Lavinia Ionita. I am a medical doctor. Um, I am uh, doing, I'm a general practitioner, but uh, well, I, I'm dealing mostly with functional medicine and I'm trying to do, uh, I'm trying to do personalized medicine as much as it's possible um, nowadays in, in, uh, in the clinical practice. And I am also an entrepreneur. Um, uh, my my startup it's called Akezio, uh, and it's built um, around the, we want to solve stress mm -hmm. <laughs> management and well solve it's a it's a big word but we want to help people to better understand their stress uh, and uh, to help them to uh, deal better with the negative side of stress. Uh, yeah, before we were speaking, you were talking about essentially that stress is this amorphous concept for most people. It's a huge nebulous concept and uh, it's, it's really important that each person define stress for themselves. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Why, how, how, why is it so important that people kind of figure out their own definition of stress rather than yeah. kind of take this um, yeah. other definition? Yeah, the, the, the most known definition of stress that maybe many people uh, are aware of, it's the fight or flight reaction. So uh, in order to save our lives. So mm -hmm. it, it's the, the body, our bodies are built in this way to fight a, a dangerous situation um, in order to, to su survive. Uh, so this is the a very a very broad uh, explanation. Uh, of course, uh, nowadays we we don't have uh, uh, every day these um, life-threatening situations, but uh, we put in we use the same mechanism as we we would be in um, uh, a very big danger in a life danger. Uh, so. Uh, it's it's important to understand this basic, very basic uh, concept, uh, and uh, everyone should interpret this um, uh, based on um, uh, his own personality, his life context, uh, and. Um, the perception of stress it's 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 really it's it's important but it's not everything so the definition of stress i'm i'm not even sure that it matters after all um uh, it's it it matters what uh, what it means for uh, every uh, every one of us and how do we live this uh, daily stress well, and essentially what you guys are doing in your company is you are, you're creating biomarkers um, or you're testing biomarkers. And for our listeners... Testing, testing. We are not creating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so for our listeners, a biomarker is essentially some sort of a signature in your body that tells, that gives you a snapshot in time of what, of what's going on in your body at that given moment. And can yeah. you talk about what you guys are testing for in terms of stress? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, um, as I said, the the stress it's um, it's a very it's a very complex process, and uh, uh, it involves several molecules, uh, hormones, uh, neurotransmitters, peptides, and and so on. So, we are uh, testing the cortisol, uh, some some hormones, cortisol, DHEA, which are hormones uh, secreted by adrenals, and the cortisol, by the way, is the uh, main stress hormones, but we are also testing some neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, adrenaline, noradrenaline, uh, and so on, which are equally involved in, in the stress uh, process. So we try to have this broad view of uh, of the stress, and um, it's it's not only the biological uh, test that uh, our recommendations will not be based exclusively on the biological test. We will cross this data uh, with um, uh, data from a very detailed health questionnaire and also uh, information that we, uh, we will collect it, uh, during a, a consultation, a video consultation. Mm. So we try to have this uh, uh, whole picture. We try to look to the biology, to the uh, symptoms, perception of stress, because there's, um, yeah, many people are, are aware of, about the uh, perception of stress. How do they feel uh, um, about the stress, if they feel stress or not? Anyway, they are questioner about, uh, about that. But um, uh, there is a different um, uh, answer on Bio, the biology doesn't necessarily follow this perception of stress. This is why mm-hmm. uh, the, the looking uh, to some hormones and molecules, uh, it's really important to have this, uh, uh, this idea about the um, stress level of, of someone. And does it, does, uh, do you take it at several points throughout, throughout a month or is it a one-time thing? Well, so um, the the first uh, step is the the, the, the um, present package. It's uh, one time, mm-hmm. but it's one time during a day, one uh, one data point during a day. But during this day, uh, we will uh, collect um, several samples because we want to see the cortisol rhythm, mm-hmm. the uh, secretion of cortisol. Uh, it's it's really important, uh, and then. Uh, few months after if uh, if the person wants to recheck or if uh, they need to recheck so then uh, we will uh, we will recheck that but the um, uh, the package includes only one test mm. uh, which is made uh, which is done one uh, during one day yep and the the the, the package itself um, that includes the the consultation with the doctor and everything like that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the test, the consultation with the doctor, and uh, also the recommendations and uh, uh, the the follow up, which is well, it's it's a um, basic follow up. We want to uh, be sure that the person will. Uh, acquire it will be able to apply the recommendation they, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, we will have for for them 
That's really interesting. And for those of my listeners, why I'm so interested in this topic is because I've been in Mexico trying to figure this out for my own health for the last month. Okay. Because in America, testing, non-insurance mandated testing is very expensive. So if you're not in, in immediate health issues or you don't have very good insurance, uh, yeah. and the things you're talking about would cost quite a bit of money. So I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go to Mexico and figure it out on my own. Uh, but then the problem I ran into is I don't know what biomarkers to test for. And so I was like calling the doctors like, well, what, you know, what should I test? And, and they all, yeah. you know, so, uh, so it's, it's, so I'm really interested because I want to, I want to be a customer. Of, of, of Yeah, I will be, I'll be happy to have you a customer and to, to help you with, with the stress, uh, uh, management. Yep. And, and what is your thought on alternative methods of stress management? For example, yoga, uh, uh, Chinese medicine, acupuncture, all, all these things that are complementary or alternative medicines. Uh, well, it, it depends what um, what we understand by um, Chinese. Uh, it is uh, it is mostly I don't know phytotherapy or acupuncture or um, uh, meditation because. Um, I, I believe they can help. Of course, there is, again, no um, uh, universal uh, treatment for everyone, but what we know so far and what is uh, very well proven is that meditation helps a lot. Uh, and even a few days of meditation, um, uh, no matter if we are a beginner and we are doing, uh, uh, we are meditating pretty, pretty poorly. Uh, mm. However, it helps. Um, there are some plans regarding well, phytotherapy. Uh, I'm I'm not uh, good in Chinese uh, medicine plants, but I know there are some adaptogens, uh, which are not only part of the Chinese medicine, which are, um, uh, that are regulating pretty well the cortisol secretion. So these plant adaptogen plants mm. are, for example, uh, rhodiola, licorice, uh, uh, Siberian ginseng, and, and so on. Reishi. Uh, um, and so you, you mentioned you're in functional medicine. Um, I've been researching functional medicine because I was in Mexico trying to figure this out. And it seems like the functional medicine people are the only ones kind of talking about this but at the same time there's a lot of people calling functional medicine somewhat of a scan and for our listeners functional medicine is basically actually can you explain functional medicine um uh, yeah well what i i think one of the problem that we have today in in in, in medicine uh, uh is that we in my opinion we didn't have yet have a um, happy term for a uh, uh, global approach. Yeah. Uh, we mm. can call it functional medicine, personalized medicine, um, um, preventative medicine. Um, so in, in my view, I cannot say I am doing a functional medicine, mm. purely functional medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can say that I am doing a adapted functional medicine <laughs> uh, because I am interested in, in several fundamental pillars so we try to understand the root causes of a disease or of, of symptoms so we try to um, uh, treat uh, we try to to see the uh, the whole picture of the person yeah, yeah. so this yeah. is the um, th this is the, the big principle 
Uh-huh. Personalized medicine, uh, I will be happy to use uh, uh, this term. I'm a little bit cautious yet because from one side, people are not yet too familiar with that. Uh, and on the other side, personalized medicine, uh, it's still uh, mostly used for cancer therapy or in oncology area because it started there because mm-hmm. it's the most urgent area where uh, we need to personalize. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, personalize at very high level uh, because we, we are supposed to, to provide a personalized medicine to, to everyone. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, what I like to say is that I, I, I like to personalize a health program, a treatment as much as it possible with what we have today available, what scientifically it's possible today. What is something that a lot of people think is possible, but is not yet possible, technically speaking, or scientifically speaking? Um, hmm. Um, In terms of personalized medicine, I think um, genomics are, um, uh, Mm. there are a lot of uh, advancement in in genomics area and in omics area. Uh, and, uh, well, I am really passionate about that. Uh, it's, it, there are a lot of uh, possibility to apply this in clinical practice. Mm. Uh, but, uh, I think, um, there is a paradox. Uh, we, we know, all know, uh, a lot of company who are providing, uh, a genetic test and, um, this is, they are seeing that we can take action from from that. In in the same time, uh, we are discovering every day more and more things, and we realize, oh, actually, we don't know so much. Uh, so I think it is. I really believe that uh, genomics will be part of uh, um, our routine practice in few years, uh, and uh, I am looking forward to to have that. Uh, but now it's it's a little bit um, uh, we, we have to uh, we have to pass this uh, transition time where uh, there are not too many people who are doing the test. There are not too many companies who are doing uh, good quality of test. Um, the academia doesn't uh, mm-hmm. work enough, in my opinion, with industry and with doctors. So mm-hmm. everyone, uh, the things are still too much um, uh, compartmented. There's a, the, yeah, there's a silos. The information is not shared. Yeah, in- yeah, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of information, but it's we need to we need to make more sense of this information. Mm-hmm. This is the most interesting thing that I found from talking with Serge Fagat, who I haven't published this interview yet, but uh, he is a biohacker, a Russian entrepreneur who made a lot of money and is basically able to afford uh, all the testing that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then plus individualized, personalized medicine. So he went to a bunch of doctors and, and, they, and he tested them to see whether he knew, whether they thought the same way he did about health. Uh, and then he started uh, um, asking them, based on my test, what should I do in my life? What should I take testosterone? Should I not do this? And so, and I asked him, what is the most expensive part of this process? Was it the testing or was it the uh, doctors? And he said, by far it's the doctors because what you're paying for is somebody who else who's lived exclusively for the last 10 to 15 years or more and thought about these issues and can actually give you 
can go through the data research, pick out what's important, and then tell you what that means for your life. Um, yeah, and speaking about that, well, speaking about genomics, what we know even less is um, epigenomics or epigenetics, the environment, because we we can know, okay, this is our uh, uh, this are our genes, but we don't know yet how those genes will be expressed in our environment, mm -hmm. and um, I think it, it's uh, it, it's a extraordinary extraordinary area i mean in research in academia of course we do have available um, uh, epigenetic tests but they are far uh, too expensive or they are <laughs> maybe how much, 10 times. how much are those right now i don't know recently the cost but let's say that i think they are something between uh, 10000 and 15000 15, uh -huh. uh, dollars something like that uh -huh. uh, and uh, i think the cost it's it's a high barrier but um, uh, I, I think that we also miss uh, a lot of um, uh, lifestyle data a lot of longitudinal data uh, we might have a lot of data um, uh, separate data sets from, uh, let's say, genomics, from uh, lifestyle, from microbiome, uh, but we, we don't have a lot of data sets for the same individuals um, in time. So mm. uh, when we, we do have some, some cohort like that, but... Uh, um, what, you're talking, I, what you're talking about, basically, it would be, it would be someone who is interested in how their genes get expressed in their environment and then has to take multiple ten to $15,000 tests over a year or something like that in order to see well, how it's, it works, right? it's uh, basically it's impossible to, to do that. I mean, the cost, uh, yeah. unless if someone pay for them, yeah. uh, but we cannot afford that or <laughs> unless if the labs will say, okay, we will offer you this, those tests and we, uh, we will understand um, a, lot, uh, a lot more about your, uh, your biology. And uh, well, there are several projects who uh, who will do that um, uh, in US um, uh, the, the precision medicine program mm. um, uh, which well they, they will look not only to, to genomics but they, they will uh, also look to other data sets uh, but um, I think this is um, a huge point that we are missing right now uh, to collect uh, good quality of data and uh, longitudinal data sets from the same individuals uh, and in able to do that we uh, we need to invest in uh, in this kind of project because an individual will uh, well, it will be very difficult to do this by itself. And even, let's say, uh, you are a billionaire and you, you will do that. I'm not even sure that, uh, um, I mean, we need populational studies. We, need to, we will understand this on individual levels, but also um, at, the, at the populational uh, mm. level. So, um, yeah, we definitely need more more data, and we'll need to make sense of this data uh, in a, in a, in a better way. This is so interesting, and I really love talking about the overarching science behind what what we're talking about. But I do, I am interested in your own personal journey as as you've created yeah. this 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 project. Um, as as you know, like entrepreneurs face a lot of stress themselves. So I'd like to talk yeah. about how it's shown up in your own life. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, so the idea, um, uh, the idea of uh, uh, doing a uh, project uh, around the around the stress uh, started with the question: What is the most common uh, problem that I am seeing in my practice in several years? And uh, I realized that, well, I said. People come from for fatigue, for sleep problems, uh, difficulties to lose weight. Uh, so several symptoms that actually I realized um, that, uh, well, the a root cause, a, a very um, a big root cause can be stress. Of course, it's not only that, but... Uh, um, I, I realized that if I manage to help more people to um, better uh, deal with stre- stress, and first of all to better understand their stress, uh, then uh, well, I, I I will be I'll be happy to to participate in that, and uh, I think it's it's part of my. Uh, and not, you said something really interesting before we started. You're not only helping people with stress. What you're trying to do is essentially you've, you've, you can help personally one-on-one, maybe 1,000 people at most, maybe 10,000 people in your own per- personal practice, right? But yeah, what you're trying to do is like scale. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was another problem because I realized, okay, I will, uh, um, what I want, uh, well, it's, it sounds a little bit crazy, but I really want to help millions of people. And I, uh, I, I would like to do this in, in the better way that I, I can do. Uh, and um, um, yeah, otherwise, like I said, I would be uh, comfortable in, in a private practice and don't uh, uh, yeah, think I, I do whatever I can in my practice. But I, I really think that if... Um, um if we try to look a little bit further and imagine okay we can have an impact uh, um on million uh million lives um then well it's hmm. uh, it, it's it's satisfying <laughs> I've got to go back to the science and the testing. So yeah, what, yeah, because sure. <laughs> it's so interesting. So you, 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 we've got this phenomenon where people are starting to be interested in their own health. They're going to start testing, and they're going to start seeing doctors. The price of doctors, because it's a human-human interaction, will probably stay the same for a long time. Will the price of testing decrease over time? Will what? Sorry, the, I lost you for price, a second. The price of testing. So me going in testing or me having something in my body yeah. that tests. What is the next five to ten years in that in that world? Yeah, I, I do I do believe that people that, that the labs will um, will will really um, have to decrease their uh, their prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's um, you know it's a little bit uh, uh, tensioned in the way they they are saying, and it's not only one life generally because I, I I know them pretty well. I mean, speaking of labs in general, they they are uh, generally they have this uh, this uh, speech. When you have thousand people, we will lower uh, the prices. <laughs> Guys, I, I would need now to have lower prices to have faster thousand people. Yeah. But uh, I understand they are cautious. They uh, they don't 
uh, they don't have this uh, vision to uh, touch uh, many many people as possible uh, but i think uh, well the the technology will uh, anyway change a lot of things we will have more and more home tests uh, we'll have more and more even not only home tests but devices to test yourself uh, uh, hormones like and other molecules and I'm looking for by the way to have uh, um, even more than devices to have sensors so mm -hmm. uh, collecting data and uh, have almost real-time uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, information mm. uh, in well it's it's not uh, it's not for everyone and not for all the time but it will be really interesting uh, so yes I do think that lab they uh, they will realize that they have to they have to move forward the biggest problem that I see with all the stuff we're talking about and all my own research in functional medicine and I'm already seeing starting to see it in some of the people writing about functional medicine is that when people are in pain, they look for answers. Um, mm -hmm. And Western medic medical system has a way of providing people with answers that sound good, sound like they're, for example, I go into a physical therapist, I have shoulder pain. Uh, that shoulder pain might be related to something in my shoulder, but pain is not an accurate representative of tissue damage. So many doctors will tell me, oh, you have a torn rotator cuff. And then they take the imaging, the medical imaging, and they show the, the torn ro rotator, rotator cuff. But then we found out over the last 15 to 20 years that medical imaging also is not uh, a good indicator of, of tissue damage. Uh, because if you take 20 people off the street, 100 people off the street, 1,000 people off the street, 50% yeah. of them will have damage to the rotator cuff, damage to the rotator yeah. 50% won't. But the ones with damage won't have any more pain than the ones without. So pain is a con complex thing. Stress is also a complex thing. The issue is that I see is a bunch of people who are going to make a lot of money off of saying, hey, you've got this, this test. I've got this test. Uh, and this will prove this. And then basically yeah. sell snake oil under this guise of, of oh, I'm, I'm a doctor and everything like that. How do you see us getting around this problem or, or helping people to understand that this is a problem? Yeah, I think the... Um educational side it's really important and uh, I really don't want to make uh, promises that uh, we cannot take so mm -hmm. this it's it, it's really fundamental mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I think as a doctor we can never say I'm I know everything mm -hmm. uh, and 100% I will solve your problem mm -hmm. uh, because it will I don't believe in that and I, I think we need to stay humble we we know a lot of things but we still don't know many many things and I think what is matter the most is to be able to say uh, we are we we know that so far we are we the science it's mm -hmm. it's here and but um, we will adapt as soon if we tomorrow uh, we we give you this if we today we give you this recommendation but tomorrow uh, it will be a huge discovery so i will be able to come back to you and say oh actually uh, we need to uh, adapt a little bit uh, because what i uh, told you yesterday now it's uh, it's not um, mm. uh, we need to adapt that so we need to stay 
uh, honest and we need to explain people that uh, medicine and science it's it's complex and complicated without of course get them even more anxious <laughs> than yeah. they, they were before i mean um it's because otherwise we will not do nothing we'll say okay no we cannot solve anything so uh it's uh, it's the balance between uh, being very transparent and saying it's what we are know today and where the it's what we can do for you today and uh, we we are here to help you and to understand um yeah to help you at best this, i think you gave a great answer in there and that is essentially what i what i heard was that for any of our listeners if you have an issue um and you go to somebody and they have all the answers and no doubt run away um, because <laughs> unless, unless you have a unless you have a, a different way of saying it. Well, it's it's. I'm not saying that. Uh, I don't know. You have a uh, you have a, you have a very uh, very clear medical situation and a very uh, very clear protocol. Well, I don't like my much too much the, the word protocol but sometimes can be very very easy Uh, but if we we if we are really honest uh, we always must say okay this is what should work this is what we know Uh, maybe yeah we will see how it works for you Um, it's overconfidence I think it's it's never good uh, because you you never know maybe you are allergic with uh, something that I would give you and you are not aware of. And uh, I was so confident. I told you that I, uh, 100% I, I, I will solve your problem. Uh, so I think that uh, establishing a, a relationship of trust with, with the patient and be, um, create uh, this uh, dynamic relationship, uh, it's, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so compared to, to the fact saying I know everything and, you know, it's, it's the, <laughs> the paternalistic attitude mm-hmm. that we, we want to get off uh, yeah. speaking about uh, yeah. laughter. So <laughs> it, it's more of a partnership. So we, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we have a lot mm-hmm. of knowledge, but we have to admit that you have a lot of knowledge too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you... Uh, let's let's talk about that. Mm. We and that's that's another. Might know a little bit more about you. Point of uh, <laughs> uh, speaking about chemistry yeah. or or biology, but uh, um, you might know more, and definitely you know more about your body and your symptoms. And we learn uh, a lot. Uh, we are learning a lot together. Mm-hmm. So then another piece of actionable uh, advice to somebody is to take their education and their um, knowledge on their own hands and don't just kind of accept what someone else tells you as fact. So go to a doctor, hear what they say, but, but then, and it can also be taken too far, but, but mm, go for it. It should be a conversation because um, I'm, 
I'm not sure. I mean, it, it's not good either to say, okay, I will go on internet. I will, uh, uh, I, I, I listen to the doctor, but I also, uh, I'm going on internet and uh, the other guys are more convincing yeah. and uh -huh. maybe may less scientific, but well, they, they are um, better in marketing. Yeah. Uh, so I will be, I have, uh, um, uh, I will forget completely what the doctor said and I will uh, trust this guy which are uh, very good uh, very good uh, orators and speakers uh, so again uh, I think when you, um, you you listen to what the doctor explains you and you have to ask questions of course there are uh, uh, a lot of um, medical databases that we, we can have a look in the medical articles and so on. Uh, and I think the first question will be to ask the doctors, do you have more uh, articles or um, uh, sources, resources about, about this topic? And other you can, uh, after you can, of course, do, do your own, uh, own research, but it should be a, it should be a conversation and, I think you, you just know when you, when you build a trustable relationship mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, eventually you ask other doctors, you ask a second opinion, uh, you ask other patients or people who had this problem. So you go um, on forums who, uh, and you will find discussions regard, uh, regarding uh, a specific condition. So, um, yeah, I will be, I will balance again. The, mm -hmm. I will not take for, for the ground 100% what a, a doctor said. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, ask questions. In the same time, uh, you don't have to uh, ignore what <laughs> a doctor said mm -hmm. and, and trust other unreliable sources that, might be more convincing that uh, doctors mm -hmm. maybe uh, wasn't enough um, uh, good in in, so, uh, in the explanation. Yep. But ask questions. I think mm -hmm. this is uh, the advice that uh, I would uh, I would like to have if I would be a uh, a patient. Okay. Uh, so many more questions, but I'm gonna uh, bring it back to you. And what 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 has been the most the biggest obstacle you faced in creating what you're creating right now? Um, well, this, it's only the beginning of <laughs> obstacles. Um, I'm, I think the, the, um, the biggest obstacle so far is the, um, the it's the, the trust of, uh, other doctors or community, uh, they are saying, well, why, why do we, why, 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 what do you, uh, why do you want to do that? Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I wouldn't say that it's an obstacle. Uh -huh. I mean, it's, um, it's just annoying or it's annoying or. No, no, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's not a good example that I gave. No, no, that's a, it's a, it's a very interesting thing because so particularly for people, entrepreneurs who have a vision of something that they want to create, most people are not on board because they have a completely different worldview and because it takes about 20 years for, um, for evidence to seep into the medical practical practicing community. Is that right? 
Is that a, um, I've heard, I've yeah, yeah. And actually it's, it's bridging the two worlds because, uh, well, generally when, when you are a doctor and you want to start an entrepreneurial adventure, uh, you kind of have, uh, uh, the foot in, in the two worlds. So you, you still want to, to have, um, so, um, your own practice or whatever it's your work and uh, also uh, having parallel the um, your your entrepreneurial adventure uh, and um, it's it's a hard work <laughs> but I'm not personally I'm not complaining of, of mm -hmm. that because I, I love it so much that mm. uh, uh, you know it's uh, every day so exciting and the, the feeling that uh, uh, I am gonna help more and more people it's, it's really exciting mm. um, but yeah I would say the the, the biggest obstacle um, is the um, it's to bridge the these these two worlds and to uh, handle the the mindset uh, of uh, people around who don't necessarily understand uh, why you are doing that what uh, this implies and um, mm. yeah we we will see. <laughs> mm -hmm. And are you working with anyone else or are you doing this on your own? Uh, so we are so far we are over three three person in the in the team mm -hmm. another doctor and a technical person okay cool um, and so how you you came to Stanford you came and studied at Stanford in, in Silicon Valley right um, no I didn't came there I mm -hmm. I made um, um, online um, online degree courses for one uh -huh. year yeah Very yeah cool. in yeah. genetics yeah 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 very cool yeah and um so what is i don't know what is the biggest point of kind of how can people uh i don't know well okay let's go there how many, how can people find more about what you're offering on the website uh, how, can First you spell uh, yeah, akizia.com. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm uh, really happy to talk to people. So uh -huh. I encourage people. Okay, you you come on the website. Um, I will put more and more. Uh, we'll put more and more information. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I will be happy to to have a call uh -huh. uh, because it's it's important to to see to, to discuss I, I really want to make time for uh, for that to to have a conversation so mm -hmm. i i invite you to contact me okay and how can people find you uh lavinia mm -hmm. at akizio.com okay <laughs> and on the website if they if you go on the website you 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 can contact me very easily but you're also on twitter right too Yes, uh, I'm not very active lately, but <laughs> and also I have another website, dryonita.com. But it's I'm sure it's uh, it's easy to find me. So we've got about five minutes left. I asked this yeah. to most of my guests. Um, is there something that you have read, or something you have heard, or a book that you've come across that's really helped you in your own life deal with the stress of creating something new, or is there? Um, 
Regarding stress, um, a book regarding particularly stress, uh, I don't have, um, I don't think that I have a one, one book or one, uh, um, one specific thing who, who helped me. I would say several small thing, mm. uh, things. Um, I'm in love with Alm application, the meditation uh -huh. uh, app, uh, and uh, well, the, I, I I really enjoy um, um, spending time with my uh, little family and <laughs> doing sports. So uh, it's huh. yeah, when when. Um, Book, but it's not about the stress, but it's, it's a book about confidence. Mm. Uh, I think helped me with uh, overcoming uh, some, um, um, yeah, what some was the main, what stress was the... related uh, problem. Uh, it's written by, um, by two journal journalists, um, one American and one British, I think. Uh, confidence Code, I would say. Mm. Okay. I, I will. Perfect. I will send you the the reference. Perfect. Um, and what was the main takeaway from that book? What was the main thing that you learned from that book about confidence? Uh, the main takeaway it was the fact that um, um, confidence it's a it's a thing that we build, mm -hmm. uh, even mm -hmm. if we have uh, all different personalities. But there is no such a person who have all the time of super high confidence and uh, we need to accept that and we need to remember that uh, we can do whatever we want and uh, even if uh, we have some um, uh, some days or moments where, where we are doubting a lot and uh, yeah it's um, it, mm. it was it was a, a really pleasant book for uh, um, yeah, especially for women. But <laughs> um, so it seems like it comes back to this idea of a growth mindset for people who don't know what that is, is a mindset that um, sees every opportunity as an opportunity for growth as opposed to, and also that we are not static human beings. A lot of science used to say, a lot of neuroscience used to say that what we are given at birth stays with us throughout our whole life and is unchangeable cha after, after, um, after we're young, but then we find out, oh no, there's neuroplasticity that exactly very very far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what we were thinking many many years that we mm -hmm. we are not developing new neurons after, uh, at the adult age, so we, it's uh, it's not true anymore. So. Yeah. And so this uh, we, idea that 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 we are fixed human beings with fixed attributes is is not true, and and that if you take this growth mindset. It will, and it, it's it's. There's a lot of evidence. Uh, the, I think the power of habit talks a lot about it. Um, you might yeah. know more, but uh, essentially that the the um, uh, that w if you take on this mindset of a growth mindset, it actually leads to real benefits in your life. Um, yeah, exactly. And speaking about that, uh, even the the personalities, we we all have different. Um, um, aspects we 
uh, of our personalities. Uh, so even if we, we can say, okay, we are mostly introverted or extroverted, uh, it's, uh, we are all evolving and we can be uh, introverted in, in one situation and become extroverted in other situations. So um, yeah, the idea of um, uh, dynamic and um, uh, evolving, there is an evolving process. I think we, we should keep this in mind. And uh, um, if it happens that we are not feeling at our uh, highest level of well-being or um, health, we, we need to remember that, that we can change that. And mm -hmm. we can change uh, what we know. So we need to understand more what what is happening with us at several levels and uh, uh, we can we can change uh, uh, things that in, in the best way so we and finally we we evolve this i think it's what we all want to to progress and to evolve mm. so interesting i have so many more questions but i think this is a i think it's enough for one one episode we'll, we'll have you back on the show later um, okay yeah, thank you so much. This has been really great. Uh, people can find you at uh, on your website, Acasio, A-K-E-S-I-O.com. Yes. Great. And uh, thank yeah, you. I'm, I'll share my own. I'm interested in doing this this testing of myself, so I'll share my own yeah, kind yeah. of, um, kind of uh, okay. findings on it. Yeah, great. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the show. If you liked it, please go ahead and find us on iTunes or Spotify and hit the subscribe button. I'll publish each episode by Monday morning before your commute, so make sure to check in then. And this is a reminder to just own your crazy because the challenges that this world will be facing over the next hundred years will require us to think way outside the box. As Hunter S. Thompson said, when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. Thanks, have a great day.